Welcome to Living Water Radio. Do you pronounce the word for a small stream, creek, or crick? I grew up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, saying crick, but today we're going to talk about rivulets, another name for a small stream, one that can lead us to streams of living water. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We uploaded videos called Rivulets of Living Water, Rivulets the Sequel, Rivulets 3 More Flow, and now Rivulets 4, The Return of the Rivulets. A rivulet is a small stream. It can be the means by which people come to the larger stream. Today, we're going to look at 10 more rivulets, that is, practical means that might guide people to receive the streams of living water, that is, God, the Holy Spirit, and be filled. These rivulets won't make people Christians, but they can be the conduits by which the Holy Spirit works in people's true selves to lead them to new life in Jesus Christ, and we pray that they will. And maybe these 10 rivulets will stimulate your own thinking about how you can share the faith that God has given you. Number 31, worship weekly. Sounds like a no-brainer, but it makes a difference in you and an impression on others. Make weekly worship the central point of your life and be an example and inspiration to those around you. Worship more often as you are led by God and the opportunity arises. Invite friends and out-of-town guests to come with you or watch it digitally with you and see a life of faith. Number 32. Have a backup plan for worship. Are you out of town or ill on Sunday? Plan to worship on any other day in the week that your church offers an opportunity to worship and invite someone to share it with you digitally or in person. Number 33. Connect with people socially. Where do you meet people who don't know Jesus? Hint, they're not always at church. Connect with them through what you have in common and share your faith and the actions produced by your faith in a natural and organic way. Number 34. Establish common ground. We usually have much more in common with non-Christian people than we do not. As has been said, get out of their face and into their shoes. Number 35. Arouse interest. Ask questions like, what has changed the most for you during the pandemic? Or, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? Or, I was reading the Bible and it reminded me of what you said yesterday. Number 36. Get the ball rolling. Mention something you did or heard at church. Share something that was meaningful to you in your Bible reading. Talk about how God's presence got you through a difficult time. Number 37. Don't go too far. Don't share too much or too fast. 
Share your faith as it seems a person can absorb it as the Holy Spirit leads. Let the message sink in in people's own time. Don't rush or condemn. Number 38. Invite non-believers to dialogue. Ask questions that can get to the real issues like, Tell me about the God that you don't believe in. Chances are that that is not how you know God either. How did you learn about Christianity? People believe all kinds of things about Christianity that aren't true. Have you ever been an active member of a Christian church? As with a stained glass window, things look different from the outside when the difference is the light. Number 39. Don't condemn the person. Sin separates us from God, and how God deals with it is our focus, not the person. God came to die for everybody. Focus on a person's good qualities and look for bridges, not barriers, without any self-righteousness. Number 40. Stick with the main issue. People with whom we witness to our faith may have issues going on that distract them from considering a redeeming relationship with Jesus. Focus on what's important. Sharing our faith comes more naturally to some people than to others. Some people have the spiritual gift of being an evangelist, while others have some other gift. And some people might be coming out of this pandemic hungry for a sense of connection with God and with God's people. But it's not easy for anyone to share their faith in Southern California in our time. We had professional psychographic studies done for several years in the area I served in San Dimas. We wanted to understand the people who lived around us. One of the things that they measured was receptivity to the gospel. The result was the same every year we did the study. The finding was not low. It was very low. I'm certain that we are not alone in this environment. We also found that youth sports were our greatest competitor. Children got to a certain age, around third or fourth grade, and they started learning to play on a club team. The teams practiced afternoons and evenings during the week and competed on the weekends. Children had to be at practices, or they couldn't compete with their team on the weekends. A shortage of playing fields meant that even Sunday morning games became the norm. Parents went to the practices and the games to support their child, and most midweek classes and weekly worship services were out for the season. In some sports, the season went pretty much year-round, especially as the kids became high school students. The absence of those families sent a clear message about what is important in our culture. We face barriers, but we are not alone. Jesus said this to his disciples at the end of the Gospel according to Luke, in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 to 49. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. 
That power is the power of the Holy Spirit, whose metaphor is streams of living water in both the Old and the New Testament parts of the Bible. It is the power that we have been given by God in our baptism. May these rivulets or small streams be the means by which the power of the Holy Spirit flows through you as the streams of living water. And may they be the means by which people you know and care about come to a living relationship with the one true living God through the Holy Spirit, that fountain of living water that gushes up to eternal life. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkettall, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available. And support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.